Today's episode is brought to you by Alexandra Park BJJ. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a full contact martial art and combat sport that was developed in Brazil in the 20th century. With roots in Judo and Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, has been developed and refined into a unique grappling art with the aim to allow a smaller and weaker individual to beat a bigger and stronger opponent with the application of proper technique. Based in Muswell Hill, North London, Alexandra Park BJJ's classes are designed so that you can develop your fitness levels, balance, coordination and flexibility in a no-pressure environment and to provide the opportunity to start a new sport at a reasonable price. At Alexandra Park BJJ, we aim to be inclusive so that everyone can benefit from this incredible art, not just the athletic or ultra-competitive. To book your free class, head over to alexandraparkbjj.co.uk or email inquiries at alexandraparkbjj.co.uk. Welcome to Audiobookish, an audiobook review and discussion podcast looking at audiobooks both big and small, as well as radio plays, narrative podcasts, anything audiobook-ish. This podcast may contain spoilers, rants, curse words, mispronunciations of names and places, and more. Hello everybody, you are listening to Audiobookish. My name is Fahed Rahman and I am joined by Poppy Knight. Hello. And today we will be discussing Edith, which is a scripted comedy podcast. Would you like to read out the blurb for this one, Poppy? Yes. So, it's created by Gonzalo Cordova and Travis Helwig. After President Woodrow Wilson suffered a massive, paralysing stroke in the White House, Edith Wilson did the unthinkable. She told no one. And for almost a year, following the end of World War I, Edith Wilson acted as the de facto unelected president. She would issue orders as him, she would fire people as him, she would even cause international incidents as him. And all along the way, enemies, both internal and external, inched closer to finding out her secret. It stars Rosamund Pike, Esther Pavitsky, Clark Gregg, Tom Amans, Diedrich Bader, Stephen Root, Darcy Carden, Brandon Scott-Jones and Adam Conover. Yep. So this was one of my choices. I just found it on my podcasting app, Mm -hmm. uh, Podbean, and it was just one of the uh, suggested podcasts. Um, I listened to the first episode and then I kind of dropped off for a little bit because other things were happening. Then I just thought it would be a good reason to kind of get uh, Mm -hmm. get back into it. What were your kind of initial thoughts about it? Um, Yeah, so I was intrigued as well. It's not a bit of history that I know anything about. I do not know much about my American presidents. But yes, started listening and was enjoying um, definitely the performances, which I'm sure we'll go on to kind of stand out straight away, um, that it's really good kind of production value-wise. It sounded really good. And yeah, it's a very very dry sort of humour um in this in this podcast so yeah where do you want to start yeah well I'm I think that there's a few I've got a few different notes down I'm not too sure which one I want to start off with I think the first thing that immediately kind of grabbed me was the relationship between Edith and Trudy and I think that's maybe the most important relationship Mm -hmm. throughout Mm -hmm. the podcast even maybe more so than Edith and Woodrow Wilson Mm. Um, and what I really loved about the podcast was how quickly they established the dynamics 
of their yeah. relationship and it's almost within two or three lines you can you know exactly who edf is you exactly know who trudy is and you know pretty much exactly how they relate to each other mm. and it's just i thought that the writing in this was was really superb in the way they was able to mm-hmm. kind of really quickly establish the relationship dynamics between kind of quite a big cast of characters and how mm. they all felt about um each other so that is i think that's maybe my favorite thing about the yeah. podcast how did you feel about kind of edith and trudy's um relationship I think that was also my favorite bit about the podcast. And I think Trudy was my favorite bit about the podcast. So Trudy is kind of, if you want to go stereotypical character type and sort of the dumb blonde kind of, um, kind of tropey kind of thing, um, kind of, uh, she is a socialite, but because of all of this is very much underestimated and, you know, has this ditziness about her, but it very much shows that she is intelligent. She has, you know, her wits about her. She understands how people work. She understands how relationships work. Um, And she's a really fun character and kind of, yeah, a very contrasting character to Edith. They're best friends, even though there's kind of a generation that separates them. But it doesn't certainly not always feel like a fair you know 50 50 give and take relationship um and you kind of have edith thinking that she's better than trudy because of as we say these kind of like well, kind of edith, edith thinks she's better than everyone well that's, <laughs> really? this is yeah, true as well yeah, yeah. Um, but very much kind of like enjoys having having trudy sort of dote on her and like listen to what she says and do what she's told kind of thing but then also really does you know value her companionship and things like that but yeah their relationship I really liked because that yeah the differences between them how they bounce off each other makes it really enjoyable in the podcast um and then Trudy's character just herself I really liked and the performance for Trudy um which yeah was Esther Pavitsky was just wonderful really really good yeah just to kind of build on that mm-hmm. a little bit so mm-hmm. i would say edith is she's like she very much comes across as very intelligent very self-assured formidable she's got this sardonic sense of humor she's she she's very quick with like um these uh, cutting sarcastic comments to people whereas um trudy she's I, I wouldn't necessarily say like ditzy i think is not like I wouldn't say that's kind of quite the right word, but she's sometimes prone to these like flights of fancy and sometimes they are whimsical flights of fancy. I think she um, quite often talks about kind of men that she's attracted to or uh, sometimes those flights of fantasy go quite dark. She kind of quite mm-hmm. often talks about um, drowning in the sea. And I, I really, you know, the love the, the, the subtle sound design in here where they kind of like where she's one minute kind of being all kind of light and, um, a bit ditzy then she'll kind of you know start thinking about you know drowning in the scene there's like a subtle change mm-hmm. in the sound design which I really enjoyed as well yeah. and that that relationship dynamic is is really important because mm-hmm. Trudy does start pushing back a little bit at some of the things that Edith is trying to do and it, yeah it's, I, it's, it's just really um, I really enjoyed the way that their relationship went throughout the the podcast mm-hmm. yeah and it made me really keen to know like what of that comes from uh, reality and what of it doesn't you know and yeah I don't know much I found something that was like 
a letter that the actual Edith had written to the person with this name that kind of showed definitely some, you know, affection um, for her and stuff like that. But the, I couldn't find much more info. So, but it is a real person because, yeah, I yeah. wasn't sure if um, she was just a character invented for this podcast to help with the story and the the dynamic and the comedy and and everything like that but there is there is a grain of of some truth there at least uh, which yeah. is interesting and that was something that yeah i thought was interesting about this podcast because i have never really felt the urge to go and learn about my american presidents <laughs> yeah but i was genuinely intrigued by okay so what actually happened here and and what did this and what did that i guess part of it being just that i like the when stuff gets adapted and it effectively it felt like that to me like what came from the original and what didn't whether that was truth or not but yeah it, it did it did intrigue me in something that wouldn't necessarily have intrigued me which has got to be yeah a, a pro point for it yeah, I mean, I know a little bit more about American history because like, one of my favorite mm. podcasts is The Dollop and they basically um, is exclusively like stories from American history. So uh, did you know much about this? I, I knew aspect. a little bit about this because, um, but only in passing because mm-hmm. this isn't, it's not, uh, so what happened with Woodrow Wilson is kind of, there are lots of rumors around the late stages like Ronald Reagan's presidency and there are kind of insinuations that you know, basically he had Alzheimer's. So it's kind of that, and that's kind of referred back to Woodrow. It's kind of, that's not the first time it's happened. It happened with Woodrow Wilson as well, but I didn't know that much about um, this particular story. I, was, mm. I certainly wasn't aware of how racist Woodrow Wilson was. Yeah. That was a kind of like a, a bit of a, bit of a shock to me. How, how did you kind of find they dealt with the, the racism in the story? Because that's, it's kind of like they deal with it, how it would have been dealt with back then, but there is kind of like a cutting commentary about that as well how did you what did you make of that i i'm not i'm not fully sure what i make of it and as a white woman i can't comment massively as as in like i can't you know shouldn't be taken as as someone who who can judge on it but what my response to it was how i felt about it was that i didn't feel really like they dealt with it properly yeah and kind of my main thing of it is it it challenges some things in a way or like it draws attention to some things. So someone will say something racist and then Edith will kind of cut in and be like, oh, just ignore that bit um, kind of thing, which I think it's trying to say this is wrong, which is a good thing that it's trying to say this is wrong. But I think what it does is when it says like, he's quite racist, he says something racist, she goes, ignore that. It makes it sound like him being racist was just he said some stuff that some people might find offensive. And I think that was what my issue was with how they dealt with his racism in this, is that they made it sound like he was just an old guy who's, you know, been brought up to say these words and doesn't know that these words are racist and doesn't know that these words are a bad thing and doesn't know that you're not allowed to say that about that group of people. And that very much feeds into the way people object to to people talking about racism issues and actually what his racism was was using his position of power to make the law discriminate against people of different races to stop the university worked out from admitting people of different races people who weren't white particularly african-americans so they can't get higher education and can't get these kinds of jobs and it's those systemic issues that I don't, it sort of maybe talks about it a bit near the end, but I don't think it did enough. And I think the damaging thing that it does 
is that like by saying that the racist comments were bad it almost reduces his racism to just comments mm. and that yeah is what causes the whole see thing. i felt that it was far more critical um of woodrow russell's racism than i think you got from it i felt okay. that um mm-hmm. uh for example i think that there was i can't remember which episode but when they first mentioned the fact that he's um kind of he wants to roll back on kind of certain civil liberties for me that was kind of like a my interpretation of the sound design and the performance uh rosamund pike's performance in that bit it was kind of like quite a big needle drop moment mm. kind of like this is a guy that we've sort of been we've been rooting for his presidency he's trying to do this really important thing about um the the league of nations but you know actually hold on a minute you can't just say this guy's like a hero without uh, any faults. He's a massively racist person. He's he's done things that are massively damaging to the United States. And really, should we be on Edith's side when she's trying to kind of like do this thing where she's trying to protect this person? So that that for me, I thought was far more. There was a far more kind of uh, criticism of yeah. that in there. But I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I kind of take your point um, as well, though. And I and I think I get yours as well. And because it definitely it does. It doesn't ignore those things, right? Yeah. But it doesn't bring them so much to the fore. But I think it largely is because of what you're saying there, because we get the story from Edith's perspective. Yeah. Edith being both, um, you know, a white woman from that time and the wife of Woodrow Wilson, you know, she isn't objecting to yeah. it. And that, and yet that is the lens that we see the story through. Yeah, sure. We yeah. see it a bit better when Trudy is kind of calling out that's not okay and you know kind of I did like there was one bit where she kind of I guess she's maybe sort of the voice of the audience a little bit where she's kind of like and I thought this about Woodrow and and then I hear he does this and he does this and he segregated what you know and I did I did like that that bit was more kind of like directly drawing attention to you know the the deeper issues the bigger issues yeah. right um i think yeah it's more just because i'm i'm by no means saying that the people that were were behind this were in any way endorsing you know those yeah. actions or those thoughts I'm, I'm not at all i think what i'm meaning is that my overall impression that i got from it is that those criticisms possibly just because of the way that that we're told the story are very subtle mm-hmm Whereas the criticisms of the language are very big and loud, which means I'm just imagining, you know, if someone who uh, today is quite racist, but is claiming that they're not and claiming that systemic problems don't exist and it's just people getting offended, that their minds wouldn't be changed by that. You get what I mean? Like that was sort of where... I felt on it was that I yeah, felt that it maybe. was almost saying, "Oh yes, racism is saying something mean." Yeah. Um, and but yeah, this isn't me saying in, by any means that it's a racist podcast. Um, just yeah, I'm not sure how I felt they dealt with it yeah. because See, yeah, I that subtlety and things like that. Completely different from that. I, I, mm-hmm. the, the way that I the way that I interpreted it was that right. They just they did they just put it down there. Of, you know, during this time, this is completely normal um mm. behavior for the most powerful president the most powerful mm. person in, in the world just to hold these beliefs and behave this way and it wasn't really that you know there maybe there was a little bit and you know it's just it was just normal normal back then and isn't that shocking isn't yeah. that like yeah, shameful? Yeah, 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 yeah that's how i kind of interpreted it but yeah that's i can kind of fair. also yes yeah, so I, I could also kind of see um see how you could see it the way that that you do yeah, um, and I and well. I see yours as well. Yeah, because 
because that is what I felt, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. is that it was kind of like that that shouldn't be okay. What yeah. I did think was interesting is that kind of like, because we are so binary and so kind of like good and bad and left and right and, you know, progressive and conservative kind of all these At binaries the moment, yeah. and stuff. And, and yeah, you know, a very divided society and things like that, that it is definitely very interesting to be confronted with, you know, a figure who in a lot of ways does a lot of things that you support and in a lot of ways does a lot of things you absolutely do mm-hmm. not support yeah, and completely yeah, yeah. object to and it is a you know a difficult thing to to reconcile but an important one because things aren't binary things yeah. aren't good and bad there are so many multitudes to people um and so yeah that is something that is very interesting as an experience as a listener listening to this podcast is you know making up your own mind taking on those those direct criticisms those subtle criticisms and just the presentation of the facts and and sort of thinking through that is definitely interesting and thought-provoking yeah so kind of the other word that i've got written down is fast so i think this the, the storytelling in edith is incredibly brisk i think the jokes that the humor is um I think it's an incredibly funny podcast yeah. uh, mm-hmm. as well. So it's kind of, it's a political farce. One of the mm. things that I've got written down is kind of, it's sort of like Parks and Rex meets Veep in terms right. of like, you know, the, the high stakes of Veep, but kind of like, you know, with these kind of like Parks and Rec type situations where they're trying to, you know, trying to convince this certain person to kind of vote for something like, uh, yeah, for example, they promise presidential visits. Um, mm-hmm. They kind of use... Um, the vice president, who I think is a very, very funny character, who yes. desperately doesn't want any power or responsibility <laughs> yeah. whatsoever and is usually found um, drinking uh, somewhere, is basically used to kind of carouse and cajole people with um, a good time to kind of win them onto Woodrow uh, Wilson's side. So it's kind of, I, I really enjoyed how kind of quickly the story uh, moves along, how mm. quick the dialogue was and kind of just kind of the briskness of it was that something that you you found as well i think i certainly agree with you with what you're saying yeah i mean it's only quite short is it like four hours ish in total across episodes yeah yeah Yeah, um and yet you feel like you've been with it a lot longer because you you do cross a large story um but i never felt it was rushed um you know it it progressed in a in a good way and, and even the episodes felt self-contained as episodes as well yeah. and yet somehow so much had happened and things like that that was um that was really good um and then yeah a lot a lot going on within them that that quick dialogue i thought was all really good um and then certainly yeah the humor is is one of the main things that i pulled out of it and one of the main things that i enjoyed um because it is definitely a comedy yeah but it's, it's very not funny a, <laughs> yeah it's very funny but it's not like comedy as in like you know uh sitcom comedy or or silly comedy kind of thing as you said this that kind of like parks and rec thing but it is everyone in the story thinks everything's very serious it's you know it's one of those ones it's more funny it's more funny from the outside and it's more funny from the sarcasm and yeah the the dry wit and stuff like that 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 was really really good it manages to still be like serious topic while also being like um also just being entertaining and being funny and i think again it's that kind of thing of like just because people are presidents and running the country and stuff like that doesn't mean they're not 
human and they don't still make mistakes and they don't still um do funny things and stuff like that that was kind of cool and yeah because sometimes it can be easy to forget their people sort of yeah. thing you know what i mean a bit like kind of celebrities or, or anything like that and it's just like oh no they, they kind of are just like us it's that kind of window into the world sort of thing isn't it um yeah. and then yeah the the comedy comes out of the sort of the humanness that's still in there and just kind of like the genuinely farcical situations that yeah. Edith finds herself in kind of like long periods of the podcast, are just her trying to keep people out of the presidential bedroom. Yeah. So they don't, they don't see how unwell Woodrow Wilson is. And that's maybe um, something we haven't actually talked about. How did you find, I don't know what to make of like the Edith's relationship with um, Woodrow, because what she says, what she professes to say is that, you know, the actions she's taken not to let people know that he's had this massive paralyzing stroke was to kind of protect his legacy, to ensure that mm-hmm. um, the, the League of Nations vote in Congress went ahead so that the world would be kind of like a better place. But I think deep down there was, she almost, she, I think she does actually say it towards the end it was kind of like, she felt it was her time to kind of like take control and make decisions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I'm not too... I, at, at times she's subservient to, to Woodrow and other, at other times she's very much kind of like does what she thinks is best. What did you, what did you make of their relationship? I couldn't kind of like get my head around it. Yeah, I think what I made of it is that I'm not quite sure what to make of it. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And it, it, it all boils down, I think, yeah, to that not being sure what to make of Edith's motivations. Yes. Is she doing it for her? Is she doing it for America? Is she doing it for Woodrow? Um, and you're never really fully sure, I don't think. I think it changes. Um, and I think sometimes it's one, but she convinces herself it's a different one. Um, and it's it's really difficult to tell, but it is enjoyable following along this story and seeing the decisions that she makes or you know being with her when she's at the crossroad if I could do that or I could do that and kind of thinking behind well why is she what's it leading to and then yes certainly closer to the end it's much less about what Woodrow wants and and much more about what she wants and and stuff like that which is uh yeah definitely interesting yeah I think Clark Gregg has a good performance as Woodrow Wilson. I didn't realise his name was Clark Gregg. I always thought it was Greg Clark, but I think that might be <laughs> that might be someone uh someone else. One of the sentences I've got written down is justice for Trudy. Mm. Um I yeah, I just felt that, you know, I think we did talk about a little bit about their relationship, but you know, Edith does look down a little bit yeah, um yeah. on Trudy. Yeah, yeah. So I think we've we've, we've kind of discussed that. Um, yeah, I also think bit, kind yeah. of like I really did come away from the podcast feeling in a very good way, like it was more a podcast about Trudy than it was yeah. about Edith. You know, yeah. it was her story, and what a good one it was. Uh, yeah. Sort of how I felt. It was yeah, really. Yeah, good. yeah. Um, it, they've got a, a weird relationship in a lot of ways because like there is a friendship there, but there's also kind mm-hmm. of like a menti mentor yeah. mother daughter relationship yeah. and almost kind of like a bully victim little relationship bit, yeah. yeah a little bit there so it's kind of lots of different um lot of different parts to their um relationship are, are there any other notes that you've got was there anything else that kind of grabbed you about the podcast Again, yeah, I think we have talked about uh, most of the stuff. One thing to note is it is a yeah a podcast um a scripted podcast, and there are ads 
uh, yes. at the start and in the yeah. middle. Um, but yeah. they are skippable, and yeah. I sort of just just switch through. Um, but that is something to note, and obviously different to when a lot of the time you know we're reviewing audiobooks, it is a different experience. And I did think it was also interesting listening to this and sort of thinking more about the like stylistic choices that have developed in the different mediums so kind of like what makes a narrative podcast different from a radio serialized thing or just mm-hmm. a radio drama in general and different from an audiobook and different from a full cast audiobook and just like what's different about the sound design style than a heavily sounded designed audiobook or than a radio play and i just think it's interesting because it did feel very much like a narrative podcast even though you know not listen to that many there were definitely some similarities that were there that aren't the same as what you get on like a radio play even though kind of on paper they're basically the same i just thought that was really interesting i don't know if you felt yeah, that I, I do i do kind of i understand what you're you're saying and even with it's kind of even different to kind of like um like a full cast um audio book with all like yeah. the, the sound and sound and it, it yeah there is something i don't know whether it's because it's like this is an american production and maybe I think a lot of the radio plays that we've listened to are from the bbc and there yeah. might be certain mm-hmm. sound design and editorial mm. choices that might go through the bbc that may make them all sound like a certain way like for, for me there was a certain energy about mm. this particular podcast that i think sometimes is maybe missing from some of the radio plays oh, that okay. i've I've, yeah. I've um that i've uh listened to and you know I've, maybe that is just purely down to like the performances of rosamund pike esther pazisky mm. i think stephen root uh especially as the vice president um stood out to me yeah they're all kind of really they're good. All fab. And, there's no like duffs at yeah. all in it you know there was no character where it was like oh but you could kind of oh you could tell they were acting oh they didn't sound as good it was they were all genuinely fabulous i thought it was really really good yeah yeah i think yeah so yeah I, and yeah, i don't know what it is but i think you are right there is there is like a difference between and maybe it's the way it's edited in terms of maybe. having that ad, yeah. those ad breaks, and maybe that's built into the script somehow. It's kind of like you need to kind of build up to a certain point, and then we need to put an advert in here so mm. we can kind of pay the bills. And maybe that's not the same with, um, it's not the same pace as you'd have in a mm, BBC. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I think there is, I think you're, there are, you are onto something there. Yeah. <laughs> on that with the kind of like the editing and the you know structure of the episodes and stuff like that i really liked the kind of like uh it ties in with the episode titles as well yeah but where you kind of have like this there's a something at the beginning that introduces it and then you kind of get into the the meat of the episode that i thought was really good and especially when you get to the end and realize what the beginning meant uh, yes. I thought was wonderful. I really liked that. I genuinely went back and listened to the first minute or so again to get that kind of full circle. Oh, now I see where that came from now that we've been there with them. That was really good. I really liked that. That was clever. Yeah, it was clever. Um, I think it's it's a quite a clever podcast mm. um, overall. So yeah, we've we've talked about the performances a little bit. Um, I think Rosamund Pike was superb. Yeah, as as Edith, I think you you meant you talked about Esther Favisky. Uh, uh, was there anyone else that kind of stood out stood out to you? As you say, Marshall Vice President was really good. Yeah. Uh, Lansbury, 
Um, I think that's Diedrich Bader or Bader. Right. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. The, yeah. the kind of, um, certainly for a time, yeah. The, yeah, the villain of it uh, was was brilliant. And yeah, as I said, all of them, I just, I did think they were all really good. And yeah, especially on, on Rosamund, I ha- maybe hadn't explicitly said, but I think does that amazing job of performing such a complex character that like you were saying with, you know, we root for Woodrow and then we don't like, we root for Edith and then we don't and we like her and then we really don't like her and then we we like bits about her and she's a very complex character and I thought that that was portrayed really well um and and to 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 play someone that you're definitely not going to agree with a lot of what they're saying and what they're fighting for and yet you still want the audience that's going to listen to you to connect with her and to root for her is is a very difficult thing that Rosamund's done very well yeah she has this like remarkable quality to be able to hold yeah two or three separate emotions in her voice yeah and one time it's kind of like she's trying to project that especially um with some of her interactions with like her antagonist or people that she's antagonistic towards she's trying to project this air of like strength and that she knows what she's doing and she's 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 the one in the strong position while also holding the fact that she's really feeling like she's in a really bad vulnerable mm. position and she's kind of it's, it's extraordinary she's able to hold those two emotions in her voice and you kind of simultaneously hear that and usually that's only something that you get when you're looking at someone on the screen so yeah I've, i really yeah is i think is like i thought she was excellent yeah she this. was really yeah. good and i think it's important to say as well like the again with the writing and the structure it's um edith talking to you after she's died yes. um so it's yeah. sort of it's almost like it's edith's ghost now telling you about what happened back then sort of thing um which is really interesting and allows for some really clever writing things because she can comment on things now that happened back then and yeah you have that split between kind of like narrative edith and uh, you know present edith that's in the moment and doing the dialogue and the actions and stuff what i was thinking is that this is the way they should do like almost footnotes in audiobooks is that she actually she just she and that kind of Sorry, the, yeah, she kind of breaks the third wall and comments on something and then kind of get, gets back straight into it. Yes, yeah, are you going to say? I was just going to say that, yeah, and it's kind of what they sort of do for the um, new Terry Pratchett ones yes. with doing that cutaway. But no, I'm, I'm completely with you. Exactly. I, I agree that you can definitely, you can include them by doing something like that, having that authorial voice um, yeah. coming through in, in the bits, but not taking away from what's happening in the the scene in the moment bit uh, yeah. which is really good yeah yeah and yeah you mentioned kind of that she's talking to us from like in almost like in the afterlife and there is like and as you mentioned kind of uh with the episode titles there is like a joke that's told in the first episode that comes back in in the last episode as well about um two sisters who 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 uh yeah uh, passed away so it is funny. Even if you just listen to that, the first few minutes for that for that joke, it's quite amusing. Yeah, it's quite amusing. Um, so I I really enjoyed this. I thought it was uh, fun. It was about a period of history that I didn't really know that much about. I enjoy my like political farces. I'm kind of quite a big fan of uh, Parks and Rep and Veep. So kind of if you're in that sort of thing and you want something like audio like that, I think this is kind of quite good. Um, and it's it's short. It's kind of maybe four or five hours long 
Uh, mm-hmm. What were your kind of closing thoughts? I think topic? I pretty much agree with you. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, there was some stuff that I don't know how I feel about. Yeah. Um, but I did find it, yeah, really interesting, really thought-provoking, but most importantly, just really entertaining. Ex- exceptionally well done, really funny, and um, just really good to listen to. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Thank you for recommending. Yeah. Great. So um, thank you very much, uh, everyone, for listening please continue to support the podcast by leaving a rating or review wherever you find us. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at audiobookishpod at gmail.com or send us a message over social media. We're at audiobookishpod on all platforms. We're looking for guests. So if you want to appear on the pod and talk about audiobooks, um, please, please do get in touch. And yeah, we've got a tip jar, a Patreon and a coffee account. So if you want to drop us some cash, that'd be great too. Let's say bye, Poppy. Bye. Bye. Bye.